0: Last week, this father said over something so beautiful. He's not here tonight, so I'm going to tell it to you. His son is a kid, a kid in pain, right? Has diagnosis, has massive rage and anger issues. Got angry about something insignificant, and he punched the walls in his room and broke, put, put holes through the walls. This happened to me in Home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home was a home for kids who had problems. I wasn't shocked when I had holes in the walls. I knew they weren't doing it for fun. I got them to care about their, their home. I remember how, how emotional I was when I started getting letters, mail, to them with their name. Because a lot of these kids never had an address for several years. They were homeless, going couch to couch or living wherever. And here it would have their name with the address. I was like so happy yes, this is your home. You're going to be safe. And they cared about their home. And, but they were troubled. So, of course, there were holes in the wall. And this father told his son, I have a gift for you. S- so the son opens up this wrapped box, and inside is a hammer. And he says, listen, if you ever feel so much pain, attention, and rage that you have to break the wall, okay, break the wall. I don't care about the wall. But I care about your hand. I don't want you to hurt your hand. Now, think deeply. Think deeply. What's the first thing that this father gained? If he really cares about his walls, he is protecting his walls. Cause kids who get treated like that don't break the walls. But the truth is, we don't care about our walls. Why does somebody break things? Why does someone have this rage? Cause they, they're in pain. So when you go over to them and you say, how could you do this? How could you do this? How are you doing? You're going to pay for it. I'm not going to give you blah, blah, blah. You're not addressing the fact that they had so much pain up here. Because if they were happy and they just got a nice watch from you and they just went on a vacation with you, they won't do that. And we've proven that. We've proven that. That when you're surrounded by friends your parents are your friends, your siblings are your friends, and you're having a fun life, regardless of your dysfunction, you don't go around breaking stuff. Baduk umanusa. Baduk umanusa. Tried and proven. So all those people that are struggling with kids, and the kids are breaking stuff, it's because you're doing the wrong medicine. Before coming here, we've had hundreds of parents dealing with rage, anger, um, a kid stabbed the walls. Another kid was shooting um, a BB gun. He almost almost blinded his father. We had a kid who put a knife to his father's neck. And today they're best friends. By the way, he's in Shaduchim, and he promises not to do that to his wife. He's a mild-mannered, calm, mushy guy for 10 years already. But in those days, he went crazy. We have so many kids who are violent, and yet we have nobody in jail. Our kids are living home peacefully. So the father went ahead and he says to him, "If you have to break the walls of the house, you must be really hurting." Now, it sounds crazy, right? No, 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 no. What happens with physical illness? God forbid. Rahman Litzlan, a kid has a tumor, a brain tumor, and because of the pain, he used to be nice and calm, and now, because of the chemo and the tumor and the thing, he gets this crazy rage maybe because of the medicine or maybe because of whatever, that he, he, he takes his hand and he puts it through the wall. He takes a glass and he has this crazy rage and he, he didn't used to have this. So you're going to start penalizing him and punishing him and explaining to him, you can't act like that. You can't act like that. It's my house. How dare you? All of that stuff. It's ridiculous. He would say, obviously, obviously he can't control himself. Obviously, it's the medicine, or it's the sickness, or it's the thinking you're going to die, not having a future, the tzabrachinkai, being broke, obviously, because I know this kid. So you knew your kids growing up, and 95% of you told me that growing up, sweet, smart, caring, and now monster. And for the other 5%, we will turn them, even though from seemingly birth, they've been giving you trouble. This works on that also. But if you know that your kid was once sweet and sensitive and charming and caring and is acting destructive and showing like I'm selfish and I don't care about the reputation of the family and I'm defiant, these are horrible, horrible traits that your kids didn't used to have. Isn't it obvious that they're sick? And when we treat it the way we would treat logically a physical illness, we are successful. But when people come in and they hear the opposite of the way we treat physical illness. And they get advice. You have to put your foot down. You have to sign a contract. If they do that, you're not going to give money. You're not going to give them supper. And you become enemies. Because they're they're not treating it like an illness. And yet, a lot of people and a lot of therapists will say, it's an illness. Okay? So all I'm saying is, do the same thing you would do if it was a physical illness. You wouldn't be angry at the kid. You wouldn't try to jump in front of the, the refrigerator to save the refrigerator. We had a family. True story. All my stories are true. That before coming to Home Sweet Home, before the kid moved into Home Sweet Home, this is almost 20 years ago, the kid said, he, you know, there was rage, there was fighting. He punched his mother in the stomach when she was pregnant and said, I'm going to kill you and your baby. Sounds like an animal, right? I said, rewind the tape. What happened? Before that, did you say, oh, here's my pride and joy? She said, no. We were having a fight. I said, I hope you get hit by a car. And the father said, amen va v'amen. So that's when he did that. I said, "Aha." Uh-huh. Anyway, one night, he comes down like many of our kips. Nothing to eat in this house. Nothing to eat in this house. Really, we fed like 12 other kids and, and, and a sheva brachas of people. And there's so much food, but nothing to eat in this. Beep, 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 beep. House, slamming doors. So he went downstairs, because downstairs they had a freezer full of food for Pesach that they bought. It's like a month before Pesach, three weeks before Pesach, whatever it was. So he went downstairs. But they knew he was going to go downstairs, because it happened in the past. So they put a padlock on the freezer. So he first went to grab a tool. He went to grab a a mallet, or a hammer, or a I don't know, tools that break locks, and a crowbar. No, it was something that wasn't that. Whatever. And he's going downstairs to the basement. So the father now, right? You see, the the mindset is a little bit different than us. He has to protect the meat. (laughs) Like Masiras Nevesh. He goes running downstairs, right in front of the freezer, jumps in front of the padlock, you'll have to kill me. You'll have to, so the kid's going to swing a swing a a thing in his father's head. Because the father has to protect the Pesach meat. A misunderstanding of the whole kid. The kid ended up coming to Home Sweet Home and never had a minute of problems with him. He ended up moving back home a year later, because that was when I had an overlap. He was in Home Sweet Home, and then after nine months, the parents came to me for TP. This is before I closed Home Sweet Home. I had an overlap, and he graduated 12 months to the day, and the parents already had 3 months of TP. Moved home, no incidents. He's in Shaddachim now. Lives near me. Unbelievable. So people mistreat violence, defiance, rebelliousness, selfishness. He took my car and he smoked in the car. They do tons of bad stuff. You're not walking out of the house dressed like that, dressing not dressing, taking, stealing, alcohol, all this stuff. They forget, hang on, something's wrong with this kid. Let's treat them like we treat somebody who's acting out because of physical pain, the medication, whatever example, nimshal, Mushal, And all of a sudden, when we do that and we treat them really sick with rachmanos, with compassion, they stop acting out because they feel understood. Now, your kids know before you open your mouth, When you walk into the room, you're for me or you're against me. You came here to deal with me, with a problem, or not. Example. True example. Happens all the time. Kids are blasting music in the middle of the night. And you're going to walk in to deal with it. Or all of these type of stories where you now have to deal with the problem kid. And if you're going to deal with them the way that a principal deals with a misif who's doing something wrong, and you're going to be against them, you will lose with kips, kids in pain. You will lose, the crisis will get bigger, and we're not going to talk about regular kids, but hamei yoven that this psychology wins over kids much more, and then they stop the behavior. The idea is not how to deal with bad behavior. The question is, how do you stop bad behavior? We're stopping bad behavior. She's not going to steal from you. And someone who doesn't steal from their parents is a much healthier person. They stop selling drugs. Because why should they sell drugs if their parents understand you and support you? Oh, what's the big deal? Such a, like, of course, if you give her money, she won't sell her body and sell drugs. What's the cons? What's the big deal? No, it's not a big deal. It just works. And I'd rather that you take care of her, and she feels indebted to you, and she doesn't have to go find some guy to feel indebted to, or to steal. We had kids who stole their mother's jewelry, sold all the silver in the house. All kids today who are today, Baruch Hashem, stable. Okay, so that's the concept that's behind the understanding. We deal with them like they're really sick. And when you deal with the illness like an illness, which they're all suffering from something, they don't feel attacked. They feel understood. They calm down. You get less bad behavior. Less bad behavior, you could start being friends. You stop criticizing. You stop giving advice. Your advice cannot help them. It makes them feel that you don't understand me. It's like going to someone in a wheelchair and giving them advice that working out at the gym and running miles is really going to be good for you. It's just, they're a cripple right now. They can't. Oh, so you're just going to let them die and give up on them? No. We're going to motivate them. We're going to get self-motivation. We're going to give them internal energy to be all those things you want them to be. And that's what the Sheshiva. Rabbeinu Yerushalmi said that when you treat them with yedidus and kavod, respect them like a human being. Be respectful. They're not from now. Stop telling them you have to. My, my, that, that, we want the problem to go away. Stop arguing with them or controlling them. Kavod and yedidus. You're my friend. You never would go to your friend and tell him how to dress or to say, "Ah, oh, it's not becoming of you to dress like." You're not going to be friends for very long treat them with friendship and respect. And that then, listen to these words, he says they are mekabel koiches. They receive emotional energy to fight their battles. And then there's a chance that they're going to get better. But if they have to waste their emotional energy on mom and dad who don't like me, if you don't smile when you see them, if you don't embrace them and accept them and make them feel that you're good, even though they're behaving in ways that we don't like. Then they waste so much emotional energy dealing with, I'm the, I'm the black sheep. I got to move out of here. I can't be here. The, the avirah, the atmosphere is tense. Everybody's angry at me. I can't be there. I can't go upstairs. I get criticized. Got, you kill their emotional energy and they don't have any energy to deal with their, their real deep issues that they have. So you're doing the opposite. You go out with your kid. You got him out of the room after a year, that he's out of the room now, that's already worth it. For the rest of your life, never criticize him, because you see that with criticism, he stayed in the room, and now, a week later, he's out going out to lunch and, and, and feeling the rays of the sun, and being outside, and with his parents. I mean, wow! And all the rules and fighting and arguing and contracts in the world can never... I told your wife before, it's like, like popping a pimple. It's like you're dealing with this for, for, for years of problems and 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 then, and boop! There he is. He likes you. He'll go with you. Then now you can go on a trip. Yeah, you're gonna increase it. You're gonna apologize profusely for, even though you're not a bad guy, for misguidance, right? For, for taking his broken essence. When you look at him, you have to see broken body. And broken head and pushing him into the ground. Listen, you're a good guy. You're here, but you did terrible things, but you didn't know. But you can't go to him and say, well, I didn't know. You got to say, I am so sorry. What happens when a doctor amputates the wrong leg and it's not his fault? They marked the wrong leg. The doctor has to then amputate the right leg and the guy is left with no legs. He will cry. He will say, I'm so sorry. And it's not his fault. He couldn't. He was just following, right? I should have double checked. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should never have done it. You should have tremendous regret, even though at the same time, you were following guidance. And the proof that you're a good guy is you came here and now you're following guidance and you're doing great. Just that guidance was pushing him Nebuch into the ground, not to leave a room for a year. Horrible. Or kids who are escaping and meeting up with with people on the internet. All of this bad behavior. So now, you're following, hopefully, the right advice. You see, it's working. Baruch Hashem proves that you're a good person, but you got to go back to the chayla and say, I am so sorry for the way I treated you. The kids cry out, "Yan hemantem bi. Why didn't you believe me? Yeah, they told you, they told you, but why don't you, why don't you have faith in me? That I'm a good guy, and that I just can't. A lot of times, the kids, they say, I'm not going to camp. I'm not going to school. And our job is to get them on the bus. And we have to. You can't just tell every kid who doesn't want to go on a bus, don't go on a bus. But if they're being bullied or traumatized or abused on that bus or in school, they, they, it, it, it rips out their whole trust in adults. I can't trust adults. I told my father, I don't want to go on the bus. Why don't you hear me? Now, as a parent, if, if you don't know that something wrong is going on the bus, nothing you can do but you could feel bad and you apologize to that child. I'm sorry. Because their reality is that I didn't have a voice. Their reality is that I was like, you didn't care about me. And you know it's true, you do care about them, But they will eventually realize that after you apologize. I have a whole section called Taking Out the Knife. It's probably the most important thing done in TP because if you don't do take the knife out properly, they don't heal. So focus on it and read it and do it properly you have to do take the knife out in order for them to be able to rebuild trust maybe you'll coexist they won't heal the internal trust won't won't be rebuilt without taking out the knife it's a concept i developed myself i've seen clearly that without all these things that we talk about you don't get the end result including like like you were saying people follow me on youtube Right? And, and I always say, don't follow... If you think I'm good on YouTube, come here if you're in this category. Why would you rely on the 1% of stuff that I happen to put out? No, come here. If you don't do this right, you can do a lot of good, have peace, but not get that kid walking down the chuppah. I want to see you get a healthy kid. I want to see a kid happy, functioning, everything that you're dreaming of. I want you to get whatever it is that you can get. And people say, oh, I I only saw that clip. Well, I don't talk about everything in every single clip. It's it's a big puzzle. A big puzzle. Okay, sabar HaShem, we're doing good.